So now let's look at how we can uh, compute the chargeable income of an individual for a year of assessment. So like I said, we'll be looking at the pro forma here and I'm going to be explaining the pro forma in much detail for you so you understand how everything is put into big place. Remember, this is a done deal area for us in the exam hall and certainly there is going to be a question on this waiting for us in the exam hall. So if I were you, it will be one of the areas that I'll make sure I understand as far as I'm writing principle of taxation or introduction to tax. So let's see what we look out for here in relation to computation of the turnover income. Now, you can see that I'm working in three cash columns. So I have three different cash columns because of the way I want to structure my workings. Remember, professional representation is one of the core things you must take into consideration every time. Now, somebody said, Ishira, professional presentation will take my time. Why not? No, 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 no. You've got to take time and do the right thing and declare with what you're doing. So, I'm, going to have, I'm having three cash columns because of the way I'm going to structure the pro forma and you're going to be getting the meaning of why I had, I'm having the three cash column. So, as always, we start with our basic salary. Basic salary. And chances are that you may you may be doing the workings for the basic salary like we saw in the previous video where we are looking at the scale, the salary scale. So whatever basic salary we got, if it is given to us directly in the question, praise God, it's good. We turn God and we go away. But if it is not given and the salary scale is given, boom, we gotta take it into consideration. After we bring the basic salary, we add any benefits in cash? Okay, we add benefits in cash. Now, what are some of the benefits in cash that we could receive? A lot of things. Maybe we could receive watchman allowance. And that will be taken to the second column. Rex allowance. Whatever it is in the question, sometimes they will say rates allowance is 2% of the basic salary. So quickly we can do that 2% on what? The basic salary. Or the rates allowance is uh, 100 Ghana cities per month. Then we multiply it by 12 so that we'll get the total for the year. Then watchman allowance, maybe it's 50 Ghana cities every month. We multiply that by 12 and then we get what? The annual watchman salary uh, benefit. So whatever it is that is given to us in the question, that is how we're going to be using. There is no benchmark of uh, watchman allowance or risk allowance. The company's policy will determine and the question will also determine. Whatever it is, it's the cash benefit so we add it to the income. Then. There could be some car allowance that we are having. Maybe they give us some cash to buy a, a, a vehicle or something like that. Whatever cash allowance that they give to us, we are going to be uh, bringing it there in relation to that. Sometimes we could have leave allowance. Okay? So you are leave, but we are paying you. So leave allowance, so it means if you don't go on leave, you, 
you, you're not going to have that allowance. Now, somebody will say, why should a company pay allowance for people to go and leave? Because, you see, leave is part of their work. Leave is part of their culture. Leave is where the employee, you are able to go back there and then re-energize yourself, spend some time with yourself, with your family, and then you come back energized to do the work for the company. So when there is leave allowance, it's a cash benefit you are receiving, so we add it back. Then we come to refund of medical expenses. Could be uh, an issue in relation to uh, some of the allowances that we can talk about in relation to that. Now, remember we mentioned something earlier. If you remember that, we, we mentioned some income that are not subject to tax. And we said for the reinvestment of medical bills are not added in the determination of the charitable income if it is available to all employees. So if it is a company policy that is available to all employees, then that will not be subject to tax. But if this one is exclusive, it's a special case scenario, then we're going to be what? Adding it back for tax purposes. So you're going to get a difference. So you see refund of medical expenses here. Then it says, we, we mentioned earlier that the refund or reimbursement of medical expenses are not supposed to be included. But if it is exclusive, it is, if it is just for this employee, it is just a special thing, one-off thing for the employee, and it is not available to each of the employees, then we must add it back because it is a cash benefit that you are receiving. Then another important cash benefit is going to be excess bonus. Excess bonus. Now, you remember what we said about bonus? Remember what we said about bonus? We said... Bonus up to 15% of the basic salary, what do we do? We charge uh, at a tax, tax at a rate of what? 5%. So as far as the bonus is less than 15% of the basic salary, we charge 5%. It's not included in our schedule. So we charge the final withholding tax of uh, 5%. However, when the bonus is more than 15%, then the excess would have to be what? Added back. So in order for us to get the excess, we will look at the bonus that has been paid. Okay? So the excess is going to be uh, the bonus paid. So let me bring this here a little. Bonus received. Okay? That's why I have the three columns. Then we'll bring the 15% of the basic salary, subtract it. So the difference is what we refer to as what? The excess. The excess. So you see the principle we mentioned there? You see how it is being used on the face of the chargeable income computation. So as far as the bonus is less than 15% of basic salary, don't bring it here. Just do 5% of that. That is the tax you pay on that. But if the bonus is more than 15% of the basic salary, the excess, the excess will be added to the chargeable income of the employee. I hope you are getting this principle. These are minor, minor things that 
If you take it for granted, you will be punished in the exam hall. That is why I'm taking my time to re-emphasize on some of these things so you understand why something is here, even though it is not supposed to be there in relation to that. So, excess bonus. We look at the bonus we received, 15% of the person's salary, then we add it back in relation to that. So, these are some of the examples of what we can talk about here. So when we finish, we add all of these benefits in cash and we bring them here, okay? And then that gives us what we call the, okay, we bring that there. Then we're gonna be adding some other issues. So add indirect cash payments. Add indirect cash payments. Now follow me on this one well. I wanted to actually add this to this to get total cash emoluments. But there are some indirect payments that an employer can make in relation to that. So, aside these ones, these ones are direct payments that are given to the employee. But sometimes there are some indirect cash payments that are also part of the cash benefits that we must take into consideration. What we have there is employer retirement contribution. Employer retirement contribution. Now, when it comes to the employer retirement contribution, two things. The second tier, okay, SSF, which is 13% of the basic salary. That one is paid by the employer. So it will be added to your total cash emoluments. Remember, we will come and bring that thing, the same thing as a relief later on. I hope you are getting the idea. But it's an indirect cash payment, so we need to include it. You will get this concept as we proceed. Then, if there is any provident fund, that is the third tier. Okay? First tier is by the employee. Second tier is by the employer, 13%. And then if there is a third tier, uh, voluntary contribution that the employer still pays uh, for the employee, we bring that as well here. So provident fund, it could be 7.5% of the basic salary. Okay? So that will come in the second column. In the second column. So the 13% second tier, and then 7.5% third tier will be brought there. I hope you are getting the concept. So these are also cash payments that the employer makes on behalf of what? The employee. So we must add it to the cash benefits of the employer, of the employee. Then once we get that, we now, so it's in the second column, I'm taking it to the third column, all right? So that the basic salary plus this figure here, plus this figure here will give us what is called the total cash emolument from employment. Total cash emolument from employment. Total cash emolument from employment. So I believe you are seeing the concept so far. Very, very important. Know why we are doing what we are doing and know why something is included 
in what it is being included. So after this, we're going to be adding non-cash.